welcome to Growing Belleville Through Community Chats, a podcast presented by the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce to help highlight, promote, and enlighten people, businesses, and community events in the Greater Belleville area. Here are your hosts, Stephen Sedlak and Eric Huber. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Growing Bevo Through Community Chats. I'm your co-host, Stephen Selleck, along with Mr. Eric Huber. How are we, Eric? Doing well, Stephen. It's your uh, favorite time of year, right? I don't know when this will drop, but uh, as of right now, we got Battle Hawks 2-0. 2-0, baby. We got STL City winning their first match. We got yep. spring training going on, so I'm. It's it's that time of year, man. And we got the blues clearing house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mention those guys for a reason. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, we have Jason Frazier with us here from Mind's Eye. Jason, why don't you kind of introduce yourself and give for those that don't know uh, much about you and Mind's Eye a little background. Sure. My name is Jason Frazier, President and CEO for Mind's Eye. I've been there now uh, going back to 11 years. I think last, my, my anniversary day was last week, I believe, on February 21st. So, bear on when it's recorded. Um, I'm a, I've been, I grew up in this area the whole time. All those teams you talked about, I mean, including the new ones, I cheer for all those teams. So, you almost took me to my other background of sports media. Uh, I was about to hop in there. But, uh, Growing up here, I grew up in Cahokia, um, not too far where Mind's Eye sits. I'm a lady of the snows of Shrine. Um, I know it's a popular area. Question: I went to high school at Jabot Catholic High School in Waterloo, so I'm a Jabot grad. Um, all these things kind of are important while I'm mentioning these things, kind of my journey to Mind's Eye. Um, also, I'm an SIUE, a proud SIUE alum, MassCom grad as well there, too. Um when I got out of when I got out of school at SIUE, I set on you know trying to find a job in sports media. That's what I went to do. Sports journalism was my my big thing of where I went to go into. Um, I landed a job at 101 ESPN, but that was part time. So you know to make ends meet, I need another part time job. Um, I saw an ad on Craigslist, which I don't even use it to apply for jobs anymore. So. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to explain that one to the younger yeah, crowd. Yeah, Craigslist, so, yeah. Craigslist now don't probably go in there and apply for a job. Younger crowd, yeah, stay, stay away from there. Um, but yeah, I, I went in there and saw this job for Minds Eye Radio. Um, I wasn't familiar with it at all. Never heard of it. But as I said before, I went to even when I grew up in Cahokia, I went to Catholic school there at St. Catherine Library for anybody who's old enough to remember that. Um, and then going to Jabot. So I had retreats, World Youth Day, all those things in the grounds of the shrine. Other stories going from my household, my grandmother was blind. She was, she lived with us um, until she passed when I was the age of 11. Uh, you know, and I had never heard of Mind's Eye. And I would you said, growing up, hopefully I lived six minutes from the exit, you know, six minutes from where Mind's Eye is at. Um, so when I went in there, I applied for the job for part time board operator. Um, one of the things that really interests me too and kind of inspired me was um, not only just doing the board work and helping the broadcast work, I took a little interest whatever time I had left during that time to help out with the marketing side of mine. So, like anything I could do with marketing and that led to me being um, community outreach director and then going to develop and then now president and CEO of the organization. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Minds Eye, we are an organization who translates vision to audio and can, uh, through uh, for Four people were blind or vision impaired through three different programs, our radio reading service, our audio description program, and our adaptive athletics program. 
And right now we're getting ready to celebrate our 50th anniversary this year on March 1st. So a uh, big milestone year coming up for us. Yeah, you know, I think what you said is I'm the same way. I grew up in Bella my whole life, lived, you know, lived here all through through high school, went to Swift for two years, lived here as well, too, uh, in this area. And I didn't know anything about Mind's Eye until maybe eight years ago or so. I'd gone through the Leadership Belleville uh, class through the chamber and was exposed to it that way. And at that point, I thought it was a phenomenal organization. <clears throat> and like I said before we hopped on here, is I, I did do some reading for uh, for mine's eye, uh, I would do it in my spare time here. But the fact that, you know, I, I, I wasn't exposed to it, I didn't know about it, and for something that I thought was such a phenomenal organization, kind of just blew my mind a little bit, right? No pun intended there, but, you know, kind of blew my mind a little bit that it was here in our bone backyard and uh, isn't as well known to maybe people that it is based out of Belleville. It is, you know, exactly what it is. So, um, yeah, I, like I said, when I was exposed to it, I, I was immediately drawn to it and, um volunteered, signed up and did it, you know, read for, for a few years for Mind's Eye, but kind of tell people, I guess, a little bit how, you know, kind of what exactly, I don't know, day-to-day, you know, operations look like, what you guys do, how it's done, that type of stuff. I mean, for some people, day-to-day operations at Mind's Eye has changed quite a bit. So, you know, going back to when Mind's Eye was founded in 1973, uh, Father Bonnie Winbrink, OMI, one of the, um, the Oblates, um, you know, someone approached him and said, hey, uh, Father Bonnie, there's this thing, you know, a radio reading service, you know, that they're doing elsewhere. It's reading newspapers, magazines, print material for blind and impaired residents in these certain areas. And he wasn't a radio guy. He wasn't, you know, didn't really know much about blind, you know, blind or visually impaired people as well. And he just decided, hey, it can help. Um, why not? Let's, let's do it. Let's figure it out because they have that tower. You know, you said big, I always tell people when they're driving to the shrine, follow the big radio tower that's where our office is at. Or if you're in the way of lights, we're right by the tunnel. That's, you know, depending on what season we're in. Um, but that tower, ironically, we don't use. So the tower falls to the left side. We're still on air. We're still ticking. Um, but, you know, with, with that being said, you know, he started this mission, you know, as a radio reading service. And what that means for people who maybe not understand in the day to day is we have volunteers like yourself in the past. and you know, if you want to come back, the door's always open. Uh, oh, I'll be back. I will be back. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, so we read, they read everything from, like, the singles post dispatch, um, the sports section, the singles post dispatch, front page, editorials, uh, a lot of other local papers. Like, you know, I live in Mascuda, so we would read the Mascuda Herald. If you live in, like, um, just say, on the other side of St. Louis, and you're like Warrington, we read Jefferson County papers as well. Um, but also a lot of national stuff, like your Wall Street Journal, USA Today. Uh, People Magazine, um, even, you know, you know, we read Rolling Stone. You, the, the, there's a wide variety. And including in that, you read your grocery store ads, things that people take for granted because you or I, I know myself, I'll speak for myself because I'm a horrible shopper. So my wife never lets me go do it. Uh, we're <laughs> grocery shopping. Um, I used to just go by the yellow stickers. I go to, sh- you can tell what store I go to when I said I go by the yellow stickers. I go to store. <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah. if it says two for two, that's great. If it says ground beef and stuff, how much per pound, you know, it's fantastic. And I can go there, look at those signs, make the decision right there on the spot. But if I'm someone who's blind, visually impaired, I can't make the decision on the spot unless I get that information ahead of time. Or now, it has changed a little bit. Um, now we have a, a, an app that people can access. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But 
Um, those decisions are important to have to know like what's on sale to make those decisions that you would do. Even on Black Friday, read the Black Friday ads. You want to know, hey, when are the TVs going to be a hundred bucks? The fifty-two inches. Make sure you know because we read the Black Friday ads during Christmas time. So, just getting that information out to the community. Um, one of the things we've kind of changed in our day to day too, from where we started from the radio reading services, um, starting this week, um, we're going to have a podcast hour and this podcast hour is not just, you know, your standard run of the mill. Hey, let's, you know, we're going to have podcasts that turn podcast listeners or what we would say content listeners to content creators. So these podcasts are led by blind and we have people in the community talking about, talking about sports, talking about home and gardening, talking about just issues that affect the St. Louis metro area. And uh, so that's going to start this week during the 6 o'clock hour in our stream. But now you can get the programs through the, the Minds Eye app. You can also access it through, um, if you have an Alexa at home, hopefully you don't because I'm going to say Alexa, play Minds Eye, and it's going to start activating everybody's Alexa. I've been on calls where it's done it 100 times. I'm like, just say, it's a play Minds Eye. And I hear Alexa, what you say? Uh, <laughs> so you know just you know that so that way you can actually access it or on demand too so before we would have to send you a small radio box you would sit there turn it on and had one knob and that was the only way to really access mind's eye um, right. and that didn't really change really about nine years ago so now there's about 23 different ways to listen to mind's eye that you can access and some of those have on demand options and those have just live streaming options but we try to meet people where they're at for that radio reading service and the broadcast portion of the program. Yeah, that's sorry, real quick. You know, that's you know, I when I was doing, I was reading the Wall Street Journal, um, and, and my concept and, and the reason why I thought it worked was because that's something I, I like to read anyway, mm -hmm. right? So I'm just reading a story that I'm, I'm going to read anyway, um, and I just did it offline. You know, I, I had access to Wall Street Journal online and just did it online, and it was literally I think one day a week or, or two days a week I would do it. Um, but kind of what I've told other people in regards when they asked about it, how does it work? If you're going to read it anyway, why not read it out loud and read it to the, the benefits other people? It was simple. I just recorded it on my computer. Uh, I, I think you guys have provided a, a, a website or an app or something like that, that I downloaded on my computer and just recorded that way. And that was it. Simple. Just hit record, read the articles, 30 minutes and all that. Now, like I said before, it just, you know, I, I, when I commit to something, I commit and I, I started to flounder at the end. So I kind of backed out because I didn't want to leave a, a gap in your guys's programming per se, but I'll absolutely, when things slow down, that's something I will go back to because it's a way to give back when you're doing something that you're already going to do anyway. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you just kind of, you know, when you're reading those programs, you, you know, like I said, I just got off the phone the other day with the group, um, and, you know, sometimes cause we'll talk about some of our other programs we added. Cause you see the, the other programs give you a chance to see people directly right then and there. Broadcast, you usually don't get feedback. It's like anything in broadcast. You get some feedback, but you usually don't get feedback unless something is wrong. So, like, if something doesn't air on time. So it was always great when I had a group call me, hey, we have a phone line that you can dial in and listen to mine's eye. And they called and they were just over the moon about hey, I can listen to the grocery store ads. Now, people who were like struggling to find out how to read the grocery store ads, they had a loved one reading it to them. And that loved one was like, man, it's hard to get through these whole, this whole newspaper. Um, and now they can just say, hey, here's the Mind's Eye line and you can call in. And they share it with the whole group. And, you know, it's just good to hear that feedback because you realize how important your voice is when you're giving your time, um, whether it's Wall Street Journal, whether it's grocery store ads. Um, 
there's things that we take for granted, you know, being, I know we're all three of us are sighted. So we take it for granted, like, hey, I can read this anytime I want. Someone else knows with that information that they don't have access to do the same thing. So it's great to kind of give back to the community and share that. So, yeah, that's how that's how the program is done. Volunteers read um, all of our programming. And even the story with Father Bonnie founded the station. He said something about, hey, volunteers are going to read the program. And they laughed at him because they asked him, how are you going to operate this day to day? And they said, it'll never work. It will never work. And here we are 50 years later. Same, same system. Uh, now it's changed, because as you mentioned, um, before everybody was coming into the studio, we have five recording booths for volunteers to access at the station. Um, and then 2020 hit. And we're like, who's I going know. to read <laughs> the papers? I read a lot. I, I, was, I was probably the most informed, the most informed people <laughs> you did at that time. I was reading a lot of things from whether it was Post-Dispatch, whether it was... Uh, you know, reading, you know, the Wall Street Journal, where there was reading just local county papers. I knew what was happening in Macoupin County better than probably anybody in Macoupin County. Um, but, you know, it just gave you a sense of, like, importance. But now we have people who can literally use your smartphone, access, read, record, and send it in. So that changed a lot. And we had to adapt with technology and the times, and we've been able to figure it out. I do miss seeing the volunteers coming on a regular basis. One thing you do kind of miss that camaraderie seeing volunteers come through the door but um they're still reading they're still getting things done and they're still making sure we have things to go on air for our listeners jason i was going to go back and just curious how it does work because obviously for someone who isn't visually impaired i mean you just probably there's things you think of that you know like you said the grocery store like you know i would have never thought anything like that so you, you mentioned you go as, as local as, you know, the Mascuda or Belleville News Democrat all the way to Rolling Stone, Wall Street Journal. So, you know, where do you, where do you get your content, maybe, you know, suggestions? Is it coming from your listeners, uh, what they want to hear, what they want to listen to, or what they want to, you know, hear from you guys as far as magazines, newspapers, content? You know, where does that come from? How do you guys structure it? It's a combination of things. I would say, you know, primarily – we get the feedback from listeners. We do a listener survey every year. They kind of say, and now with the stuff we do with streaming, we get a lot of analytics. So I can see, we can see what people are listening to too. Versus in the past, you couldn't really do that. Um, but now like you can see, you can get the idea of what people are listening to. And, and you also, we are a proud United Way safety net agency. So kind of, we try to serve in those 16 counties where we're reading too. Um, so Warren County, all the way to, you know, uh, like I said, McCoopin. Um, even now we actually have expanded to Springfield, Illinois and that central Illinois uh, area. So now we're even reading papers all the way up there, but you try to find local papers throughout the community. Um, because I'll say one thing you don't think of whenever, you know, someone who's cited, if there's construction or something going on, like that blocks me from getting, or someone getting to the local Walgreens or something like that, I can see it, but that may be in the paper. Because if you go on the news, they're not going to cover things like, hey, the, the local fair is coming. Here's an idea where you can get tickets or where you can find out information. They're not going to cover that um, unless, you know, something weird is happening. Uh, so we try to make sure we're focusing on those things primarily because that way people are informing their own communities. They can get the newspaper. They don't have to worry about someone reading it to them from their homes. They don't have them to access it. You can still be independent. Um, even suggestions we say, hey, we want more home and gardening shows. 
we go out and find magazines that fit that. If someone says, hey, we want more sports. Like, we want more local-based sports shows. We start reading Athletic in the St. Louis edition of Athletic. So we start kind of – we usually go with our listeners. Also, some of the things that we figure out from, like, polling people or kind of trends, we kind of go with that too. So I'm kind of a combination of a few things. How many – what is your – I, I don't want to say viewership because that's not the listenership, I guess. That would be term it. You know, how many listeners do you guys have on a, on a regular basis or high number? Kind of what's that aspect? So the, the, the primary thing is that the highest, I guess, because it's always hard to say, the high, highest amount of listeners we usually get are like your local paper, like the Post-Dispatch. And I can tell you probably in order, the highest top-ranked programs are, this is going to be a weird one, obituaries. Obituaries is number mm-hmm. one. Everybody yeah. else to obituaries. Um, then probably front page of the post dispatch. Then it's probably grocery store ads, usually schnooks. Um, then it's department store ads and the CVS. And then after that, it's usually like Wall Street Journal, USA Today. Um, usually we average around, so we have 1400 radios actually out. Those little radios I told you we send to anyone who requests them. Yep. They have a knob, it airs in the, the SCA frequency of 101.1 to 101 ESPN. Um, so we send those radios out to anyone who needs them free of charge, but they only work in certain service areas, about 70 mile radius from, um, the towers in South County. Um, but now with analytics, like for example, I think we went over last week, uh, we were looking at the, I think we were trying to figure out something for the, maybe switching something around in their time, different time period. And we looked at USA Today and USA Today had an average of about 400 listeners per day. Um, which, you know, throughout that week, we read it every day. So it's about 2,800 listeners just on their indiv- individual impressions. So you're getting, and that doesn't count the people who have radios because um, you can't really get that data. So right. you have quite a bit of people. We had last year, I think, a total of, um, I think it was 70,000 different impressions. Um, but some of those are not local because now we read national stuff. So with right. the app, someone from California can use our app. So we're one of the few radio reading services in the country that actually have an app. So you can get that information anywhere you need if you have a national paper you're trying to listen to. How many um, similar organizations are there out there? Like you said, you guys are one of the few ones with an app. With an app. <clears throat> you know, how many other ones, you know, I guess roughly are there around there? And then I guess my other question is, uh, on top of that is, do you guys see more of your, your – listenership from the east side of the river or from you know the st louis side of the river or is it kind of a a pretty good combination between them it's a good combination but it's in certain pockets so um for example a lot of people we have a lot of listenership closer to that you know east st louis Belleville area because we're that's where people will probably pass by right. seeing the station the illinois side um but then if you go out to like north county out in ferguson forest and there's a high concentration of listeners and then if you go to like right around the area of like where Forest Park is at, so there's a number of blind services over in that general area. So there's a lot of listenership there because a lot of times people live by um, probably where they can get, you know, travel, like where they can do call a ride or they can do Uber or whatever, somewhere in that close region where they can get to the different services and things they need. So in that South City area, there's quite a bit of listenership there as well. Sure. What about the aspect of how many other, you know, organizations? So we have usually, so there's a a body called the IAAIS, which is the International Association 
of audio information services. So registered members, I think there's around 60 registered members around the country. Um, and then even in the state of Illinois, there's about eight smaller services that operate. Um, that's why we, there was one in Springfield, and that's why we kind of moved up there because that service was going to not be able to operate at full capacity anymore. So we kind of took over that general area in the Springfield area. So in Illinois, there's eight. So you're at a university in Illinois, just go down to a radio service, radio station. They probably have a radio reading service. They operate somewhere in that university where it's Carbondale, whether it's um, UIS in Springfield, where we operate out of in Springfield. Um, there used to be one at Bradley, but I don't think they operate anymore. Uh, even at uh, Lewis and Clark, there's an operation out of there too. So um, there's about eight in the state of Illinois, which probably gives us the most of any of the states. But I guarantee none of them have as awesome as the name as you guys have. Uh, I, I, I'm not. Some of our other stations are going to listen. I don't want to. But I, I think like, you know, well, that that's my opinion. Like, you know, like the, the state reading service, and using whatever letter the state, whatever letter the state begins with, then it's reading service after. So we, we, we're kind of unique in our name. Uh, yeah, I love it. We're, we're also probably the only. We're not not oh, probably. We are one of the. We are the only station that has other programs. Two other programs inside of our uh, inside of our operation. So. Um, you guys were talking about St. Louis City SC earlier, and it got me thinking about this week is the first game. Uh, right. St. Louis City SC did something pretty cool that part of one of our other programs. So we do audio description. Um, audio description is kind of like play-by-play for like theater events. Um, even, you know, going to a museum and describing those artifacts for people who are visually impaired. But even at sporting events. So sporting events... You know, most of us think about, hey, you can just maybe plug in, you know, KMOX or 101 and listen to the play-by-play. But when you do that, usually there's a delay there. So you okay. Sorry, someone tried to call me. <laughs> so usually, usually you have a small delay there that's usually about a 15-second delay um, from whenever the action happens in the field. So they're nudging the person next to them. Why is everybody cheering? Why is everybody right. cheering? And, you know, uh, but also you think about the what goes on the jumbotron or the video screen or on field in between like intermission or halftime. Um, you know, when the kids are playing the seven and up, you know, U7 hockey or whenever Fred Birds may be pieing somebody in the face or when the wave's coming. All those things that are part of the experience of a game. We also audio describe those events, too. So if you go to the Muni, um, the Fox, Bush Stadium. Um, Enterprise Center for not only blues games, but like even if WWE's coming to town, we ought to describe that. Uh, we provide that service free of charge for anybody who has a ticket who is blind or vision impaired. But usually it's uh, select dates. So the Muni were there every Monday and Saturday. Um, they're probably our longest running audio description partner. They have they knew that was indeed back before we started in 2016. They're already kind of doing it. Um, but usually that program's grown quite a bit. And then St. Louis City SC, Coming in, being this new team, new arena, um, they actually took the jump and said, hey, we're not going to always pick certain days where we provide audio description. Every home game we have, we want you guys there providing audio description. Every event that we have. So um, they were the, they're the first team anywhere to announce they're doing audio description for every single event. Um, and that's pretty cool to have here in the St. Louis community. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, and that just shows to them, just to kind of go off that, you know, they've they've been pretty 
forward thinking in a lot of ways compared to uh, other organizations. You know, they're very, you know, anything city wise in St. Louis, they, they're very about bringing it on board. Yeah, no, very much. And we've enjoyed partnering with them. They're actually going to be one of our, you know, our big galas coming up, kind of commemorating our 50th anniversary. And they're one of our award recipients for that gala um, on April 14th, um, the soiree that we do every year. And uh, just because they are, they have been forward thinking. That's actually, because not only are you just said, you know, being forward thinking for yourself, there, then you inspire other organizations or other places to say, hey, we need to do that too. We need to make sure like, people have a choice of what event they're coming to instead of right. just doing maybe one a day or, you know, once a, once a show run or every other month, uh, provide an AD event. They're doing it every time they open that stadium. There's going to be an there's going to be audio description available for anybody who's blind or visually impaired. And that's pretty cool to have. Um, audio description is one of those programs that we started, you know, just really in 2013, I went to AD training and learned about it. We really didn't really launch until 2016, and we started doing events. And our goal was to do, I think, 2016. So, hey, we're going to do um, maybe 12 events that year. And then we said, hey, we'll go up and we'll do maybe 50 events. And that would be like, we would be tickled to death if we did 50 events. It'd be great. Last year, we did 146 audio description events. Um, and, you know, that has, the program has just grown substantially. A program that started out only doing like live live event venues and before 2020. So when 2020 hit, we asked, okay, every all the events are closed. What do we do? And we started audio describing virtual content, virtual programs. Um, that program's really the heavy lifting. That program's done by Megan Harms, our arts and culture director, and she is um, she's got a lot of national awards. She's done. She's even audio described the Paralympics for NBC. Um, but she's done a lot of the creative thinking and ret retooling and really moving that program forward from where we were in before 2020 to now. It's just phenomenal. Kind of being a, a standard bearer for that industry, too. It's pretty cool to see. Well, yeah, if you guys are doing every home game for STL City, I might have to, you know, if you guys are looking for volunteers. Huh? <laughs> hey, <laughs> definitely are because with all the events we're doing we definitely always need because that's a different volunteer program um and really it's, we won't we don't really call it our subscribers volunteers anymore before they were um volunteer probably before 2022 beginning of january uh but now most subscribers get paid a stipend to describe those events you know based on the contract that we have for the um different venues so yeah we're always looking for different new subscribers to come in and help out because as I told you, we've grown that program pretty pretty big in the last few years. So um, the more bodies you can describe, if you have an interest in soccer, definitely, because we probably, you know, with all those games, we definitely need some more sports subscribers too. So we can definitely use your help. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, on that note, we don't want to take up too much of your time here. Um, I guess for anybody who's interested in uh, volunteering for any sector of you guys that might not be aware of what you guys did now, now they want to kind of reach out. Um, I guess first off, I want to say, you know, I, I've talked to people that are transitioning into retirement life, right? And they're always looking for hobbies to do. And I always mentioned, hey, look at this. This is something maybe a way for you to get back to. So maybe that's something for people to think about as well. But how's, uh, how's the best way for them to get in touch with you, um, you know, to start uh, maybe discussing a, a possibility of, of reading for you guys? Um, I would say the best way to do that is going on our website, mindsareadyo.org. 
There's a volunteer section on there you can go to about learning about volunteer opportunities, whether it's, um, you know, for the radio reading component, whether it's for audio description or, you know, I think adaptive athletics. We also have a beat baseball and um, goalball and blind soccer program, too, as well. So if anybody's interested in doing that, uh, any of those things you fit in those areas, please reach out. Um, and even there are certain one-time opportunities that we offer, too, as well. Um, one of the big exciting events, we're getting ready to host the Beat Baseball World Series in 2024 and 2025. So uh, if anybody's willing to want to, you know, learn more about those programs, please feel free to go on our website, mindseyeradio.org. And then there's a volunteer section. You can drop down, submit um, your volunteer application. We'll contact you and get you going. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jason, thanks again for hopping on. Uh, like I said, I, I, I wanted to highlight your organization because I'm sure Eric will agree with me that it's a, a phenomenal cause that you guys do and uh, something that needs more people need to know about that don't. No, I definitely thank you guys for uh, taking time to f- help others learn about our organization. We really do appreciate and getting the word out and hopefully getting some volunteers here and there and um, hopefully, you know, I'll see you guys maybe at some of the, the local sporting events and we can talk some sports then too. I'm looking forward to it. would love to. Hey, you guys take care. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Growing Belleville Through Community Chats podcast. Please remember to follow and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends and community leaders. For additional information from this podcast, please reach out to the Greater Belleville Chamber of Commerce.